I am Paul DeGarabedian, Senior Media Analyst for Comscore with my many screens, Big Picture Podcast. I'm honored today to have on the program Matthew Jones, the hardest working man in show business. <laughs> Welcome, Matthew. Uh, it is an honor to be here. Definitely an honor to be here. I, and the reason I say that is you're a Chicago-born and trained actor. You appeared to more than 60 Six zero different <laughs> television shows and motion pictures at the guest star or co-star level. You've been on the show Narcos, NCIS, Scandal, CSI Miami, General Hospital. Yeah. 30 episodes yeah. of General Hospital. It's always sunny in Philadelphia and so many more. You've been in a major motion pictures as well. You were in an action drama called Break, and you were in the science fiction thriller Brad Pitt starring in Ad Astra. So welcome. We have a lot to unpack here. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's funny to, to hear things read off, you know, in succession. It's always a bit uh, alarming because, uh, you know, it takes years to accumulate all this stuff. It just sounds like it's like, wow, I, I really have done a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for, is to, to read this stuff to you so you go, wow, I've done a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, That's right. I sure did, didn't I? Wow. So let's talk about your background, Chicago-born and, and trained, and then moved to L.A. at a certain point. Why don't you break down the early part of your career and how you wound up in L.A. as, like I said, very hardworking actor, Let's hear that story. I'd love to get into that. It's yeah, it's 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 kind of a funny one because you know my first career, you know, out of college was in marketing, and you know in Chicago I was working at a couple of really uh, world-renowned agencies. You know, Leo Burnett Company and uh, Golden Harris Communications. And Leo Burnett's like in college. I was like, one day I want to work at Leo Burnett. You know, I finally got there. Yeah. And uh, working on blue chip accounts, you know, U.S. Army, uh, General Motors Corporate, Oldsmobile Division, and, you know, getting it done. And uh, I always knew, though, that it was kind of second place. You know, there was this other thing that I always wanted to do. I was just scared to pursue it. And <laughs> years go by. And then finally, a couple of things happened. You know, I just had to confront some fears. And I think... Uh, you know, I lost my oldest brother in 1999, and that was kind of a shock to the system that was like, life is short. You know, it's like you can't, nothing is guaranteed. I gave three years notice, right? And nobody, <laughs> nobody took me seriously. And I'm sitting there with uh, I love that. With the director. That should be a movie. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm going to do this three more years, and, you know, then I'm going to stop. And, you know, it was always the plan to, to leave marketing, to stay in Chicago one year, to do early auditions and that kind of stuff and be green there and then move out here. You know, so I did this, you know, I told everybody years in advance and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds good. And then when the time came, they're like, wait, you're going to what? You know, <laughs> cause I, you know, I was fortunate in that industry. Like I was, I had made a uh, account director before 30, you know, and this is a brunette, you know? So they're just like, we're going to, you're leaving here to, to do what again? <laughs> and it's interesting because some people, and this is one of, life's little lessons, right? The reactions from people when you state a goal, the spectrum is as wide as your the list of people that you know are is long, right? So, you know, some people were really like, wow, that's, they were nervous, but they were supportive. Like, that's cool. Just, you know, get ready. And everyone's got advice, right? 
well, you know, you're going to have to stick with it. It's like, oh, yes, I'm I'm well, I'm well prepared to do that. And I'm well aware that it's going to require a whole lot of sacrifice. And some people will just kind of smile through their teeth at you. Everybody, I think, at some point in their life watches someone on the big screen or on television. And we all imagine, I would love to do that. Many people may aspire to or may fantasize about, but don't actually do it. Do you think it was that or do you think that they're just jealous that you're <laughs> you're pursuing your dream or that they think you're never going to make it because nobody makes it in acting, right? Every There's so many people chasing that dream. I, you know, I think it's, it's a mix of things. It's definitely a mix of those two things. You know, some people think that's just a stupid thing to do. You're never going to make it. I, and I think there is, you know, for people who are, you know, they have beautiful lives, you know, they're married with kids and this and that, but they can't necessarily just hit control, all delete on their life and do something <laughs> like this. So, right. you know, I think that hits people a little bit differently, too. They're like, OK. I also think that there are some people just don't think it's legit. Like you, somebody hears that you're an actor and this is, you know, I hope there are some actors listening out here because this is just one of those things that, you know, the first thing they ask you is, oh, oh great. What have you done? You know, anything I've seen you in. And I think that comes from a couple of places. One, people are just genuinely curious, like, oh, but maybe I've seen this guy on TV. But the other side is that you're not an actor until you can prove it to somebody or let's see if talking to you about this is worth my time kind of thing. You know, there are some people who have been out here struggling and, and, and have more training than I have that haven't gotten a fraction of the traction. You know, there's, it's a very nonlinear business. It's like if somebody said, yeah, I'm an architect. You know, the first thing out of your mouth wouldn't be, well, have you have you done any buildings or homes I would have seen? It's like, you <laughs> ask these questions. Right? That's a great point because it seems like, well, if you haven't seen me in something, that means I haven't done anything. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> and I'm lucky. And I kind of came up with a bit of a smart alecky comment. Like later on, like when I had, you know, a longer resume, it's like, have I seen you anything? I'm just like, well, what do you watch? <laughs> you know, I don't know what you've seen. I don't have a camera in your house. What do you watch? So, you know, I've done stuff. Even then, you still, there's a little bit of resentment. You know, people ask you to spit out your resume before they consider you what you are in life. It's all part of it. I think, too, for those of us who are not in the acting profession, I think a lot of people think, oh, I could do that. I can't go be a heart surgeon, but oh, I could act, right? I could just do it. So not true. Acting is an art a bit of science. There's a lot of uh, heart in there and there's that talent and the tenacity. So I think it's one of the most commendable, most amazing professions. And for those who are passionate about it, and, I, and this is true of filmmakers, writers, producers as well. But when you're acting, Matthew, your persona, your actual visage, if you will, the people are looking at you. The words on the page are on a page. The person as portrayed on screen, we're seeing you. That takes a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of confidence, but also takes a lot of just that feeling that this is something you have to do, you want to do, and you're putting it all out there for everyone to see. Is that the part in the early going that's really kind of daunting and scary? Or is it always there that every time you step in front of the camera, you're like, wow, this is, I can't hide anywhere. I'm right here in front of this camera it's all me right now and your scene partner and others and it's a collaborative art of course but you're right there it's you there's no really hiding that you're not behind the camera you're in front of it. it's a whole different thing i would imagine yeah you know i feel fortunate part of what is so addictive about this art to me is the collaborative nature you know so you're sitting there 
in front of somebody else and you need to bring actual reality to essentially a false situation. And while, yes, you, you put your focus outward on your partner because, you know, you, you, you approach it as, OK, so what's Paul going to need in order for us to make the scene sing? And, and, and how do I do that? That said, I still get nervous at the, at the first few takes of, of any shoot still. Like, I'm just like, OK, don't screw this up. And it, it all depends on and it can be so circumstantially driven. Right. So the, the last thing, aside from some Jimmy Kimmel sketches, which are fun, but the last network show that I shot, you know, thus far uh, was Yellowstone. And we went to Missoula, Montana. And, you know, I was working with Kevin Costner. No nerves there, right? No, <laughs> Kevin Costner. Who's yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, dude only won an Oscar, you know, on right. the directing side too, which means that's a whole other dissective eye. That you, oh yeah, that's true. You know, that's right. so it's just like, yeah, no problem. You you, you got to get out of your own way for something like that. Moving into it, there's an advantage to knowing what you're walking into because I'd spent days just getting rid of that, right? So that the, by the time I showed up on set, I'm just there to work. I'm not worried about it. I'm not nervous about these people with whom I'm going to be working. But sometimes it'll hit you. <laughs> you don't really even, and it was early on. There was a show I shot called The Forgotten. I was playing a paramedic, right? And you know, this was, it was a small one. And you know, I'm just walking out of the forest with this body on a gurney and I'm just spotting, you know, the medical stats and everything else. And it was, Kind of complicated, but not a way I would normally speak, you know. So we get there, they, they, they come to get me out of the trailer, and they're just like, all right, we're ready for you. I'm walking over, and I didn't bring my sides with me because, of the, you know, I'd done enough. I was like, you know, I don't, you know, I got this. And as I got closer, I forgot everything. I was like, oh. I don't remember what I'm supposed to do. So we get, <laughs> we get there, and it was just kind of a nerves thing. It was just like, it just kind of hit me out of nowhere, you know. So even during the rehearsals, like, I couldn't remember, you know, and they're just kind of spitting out their lines, you know, just we're going to save these lines and we're just kind of walking through just so the camera knows where to pick us up and we're just wondering this stuff. I'm getting it wrong all through rehearsal, don't remember a thing. We're sitting there and it's like, okay, you know, sounds on set, you know, sound, speed, you know, we're getting, he's about to yell action and I still don't know. I have no idea how, what happened, but as soon as he said action, I remember. Wow. What? I just, it just came back out of nowhere, but it was like, it was one of those things that was like, okay, w- let's make sure this never happens again as far as nerves. I mean, it's like, you could, I think for most actors, there's a, there's a bit of a, of a ritual we go to, you know, to, to get ourselves ready to work, you know, and it's something that I would guess for many of us changes over time. You know, for me, it used to be just, Drilling material right up into the last minute. Drilling material right up into the last minute until I was almost bored with it, and it it, it just sat there. But I, you know, as time goes on and, and you you get more experience and you're able, you're just drilling deeper into the material itself. It really is just managing your emotional state in a lot of ways. Well, in that situation that you just spoke of, your heart had to been pounding out of your chest. But then when they yelled action, maybe that was the had the calming effect and you were able to regroup in the moment or maybe it helped your performance. Who knows? That's pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, it was it was fine. You know, it was. It, it, I think it was just something just kicked in. It's like you need to know this or you're going to really <laughs> screw all of this up. Right. It was like, right. no pressure on yourself. Yes. Yeah, like, no, this wow. whatever's going on. Stop. 
I mean, it's just so many weird things happen on set sometimes. You know, it was like we got physically sick during a George Lopez shoot once because we sailed out into the Pacific. Oh, no. You got seasick? Yeah, it was crazy. And it's, oh, it's like it, it's worse. You can go mind over matter until a certain point, And then it's just like, <laughs> yeah, oh, then it's matter over mind. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're. <laughs> <laughs> or matter on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So it was it wasn't even my take, you know. You know, we shot some of my stuff and I was down below and Oh, you were down below on the Oh yeah. yeah, and I'm just yeah, like you don't oh, want to be there. Oh, and, like, no. actors and one of the producers is sitting down there with us, you know, it's kind of watching things. And I just ran up in the middle of the take and went over the size. Ah! So, you know, rumor has it that I made the holiday highlight video. It was worth it just for that. I want to ask you, though, about the difference. You know, uh, General Hospital is such an iconic show. That show started in 1963. Yeah. It's one of the longest running shows ever of any kind. I mean, the Bond series started in the in '62 or something. Yeah. Uh, not to compare General Hospital and Bond, but you know, for longevity's sake, that may be the first time anyone's ever done that. This is historic. Yeah, I know. Let's just forget that. I don't want Daniel Craig to come and get me. But uh, I want to ask you about that because I've talked to many actors about the difference between appearing on stage live and shooting a film or a TV show. And it seems to me that this is a combination of both. It's like live interactive theater, right? You're moving around, you're you're being constantly followed, but you're not on a set uh, static stage, if you will. So what is that like? Uh, what is that process like? And it's essentially live or do they still shoot these live to tape or uh, as we used to say, how do you shoot a soap in today's world? It's actually not live, but they move at such a speed that, it's essentially the same thing. Right. When you're moving at proper speed on a soap opera, you know, never mind rehearsals. And I learned this kind of the, the hard way. I was fortunate, right? The first time I ever shot General Hospital, you know, I did the first couple of episodes as a paramedic, and then they kind of upgraded me later on and brought me back. The first day, though, I, like I'm waiting for a while, you know, because let's hurry up and wait. Five and a half hours, you know, it was like one of those, okay, get ready, get ready, get ready. And I had like two kind of big monologues because I'm a paramedic, I'm on scene and I'm calling in all of these details from this car accident. So they had this upside down car on set and everything else. Oh, wow. So I get, I get there and the director's like, all right, we're gonna have you start walking here, follow this path, walk ahead of this car, then, then kind of stop here and look, when you're done talking, look off into the distance. That was the, I was like, okay, I could do all that. He's like, let's see how this looks. I do, and luckily, the way I've always trained and everything else, you rehearse as if you're doing it. You don't just spit it out, you know, you, you, you do it right, you know? So I do the whole thing, you know, I'm going through like big old paragraph, right? Boom, 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 boom. I stop and look off in the distance, it's like, great, moving on. And then so the second part of the scene, <laughs> one of the series regulars, and I was like, wait, we're, we're done with that? Now, clearly they won't do that with the main guys, right? We'll get a rehearsal, you know? So the same thing is like, all right, I want you guys starting here. You're going to walk over here. You go back and forth, back and forth. And when you're done with the conversation, you both look off in the distance. It's like, okay. That is amazing. Well, you know what that says though? A great director on set can maybe, I don't know if that was intentional or whatever. And like you said, you treat a rehearsal as if it's the take, but there may be, and you have to correct me if I'm wrong, Less pressure for you if you know it's a rehearsal. And actually, you might perform better, have fewer nerves. You're like, oh, this is the run through. 
So if I screw up, we're going to do it again. But you're not thinking that way. You're just treating it like the take. And then when it's over, you're like, great, I'm done. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Kind of best of both worlds. It probably did help me out a little bit. But they did the same thing when the, when the, when the series regular was on there. <laughs> so I said, okay, I guess we're done. He's like, great. And someone made a joke. They're like, well, all right, one hit wonder. Bring this guy back. Ha, ha, ha. And then everybody, it was like that scene in the game. Everybody cleared out. And that part of the house lights all came down. And it was just me standing there like, what just happened here? What just, you know, it was, we saw two scenes. I'm not exaggerating. I'm thinking. And they break it down and it's like the movie, the game, David Fincher movie. Yeah. Everybody laughed and it's just, what? <laughs> I was standing there. I was like, everybody ran away. It was like, we did like maybe 11 minutes worth of work for both scenes. It was lightning fast. And this is why I have nothing but huge respect for soap opera actors, because what they're doing and what we were doing is they're just broadcasting your, your cold read in a lot of ways. Whoa. It's like you get this stuff once and this is like you move out. So when you see people, you know, working through the emotions and this and that. And I did end up getting a lot of some Young and the Restless, about 10 episodes of that, too. But General Hospital is really where I did a lot of most of my soap work. And they're grinding through a lot of tough material. I would think that's the best college for an actor, best school for an actor. Yeah. In a way, it's like speed dating. I'm like, <laughs> move on. And I don't mean that to diminish it. I'm actually saying because you're creating art really quickly because the time constraints of shooting a soap five days a week and it's basically live to tape or whatever is incredible. You can't sit there and I mean, you're not going to Stanley Kubrick would not have really worked. I don't think well in, yeah, in the, uh, no. in the soap opera <laughs> realm, because, yeah. you know, I need to take 120 to get this perfect. You don't have that luxury, but I would imagine for an actor, it's exhilarating. It's fun. And imagine too those on the other side of the camera, they've got to be like just technicians and creative because you have to get the nuts and bolts done while getting the emotions and all the pathos and, and all that out of the, the performances, out of the actors. Wow. That I always wanted to ask you about this working on in the soap opera realm. The director, half the time, the director's not even right there on the set. He or she is up in a booth and you hear their voice through like an intercom because they're editing the episode as they're shooting it. I mean, this is insane. Like anyone who does network TV, they just, you're doing five episodes in five days. So this, this is not like network TV. We have a couple of weeks to shoot an episode, you know, or like we really get into the epic shows, you know, like something like Yellowstone, where you might even have longer. It's like, it's like, like, that's like shooting film. It's the opposite. But for that, it's like, it's an amazing rate of speed. And that's where you, it, it really all, it really all does come together. It really is a masterclass because, you know, one of the great things about what we do is, I'm go back to this thing about the collaborative nature of it because we're all spokes on this wheel, right? You know, it's like you have the actors, you have wardrobe, you have the director, the writer, the editor, like all these, everybody plays a really essential role. And if you take away one of those spokes, that wheel is definitely out of balance. You know, by the time you have something that's so brilliantly done, like if you think about your favorite TV shows, you know, of all time, you know, shows like The Wire, or Sopranos or Homeland, you know, for some people, Yellowstone, too. And it's like you think about these things and it's nothing short of a miracle when you get not only just great episodes, but great seasons back to back that never diminish. Like so much has to go right for this to properly tell the story. You're right. It is astonishing. The art 
of filmmaking, movie making, however you want to say it, making television, creating filmed content in any form. It's sort of like be if it took five people to drive a car, like I'm going to press on the gas. Right. Matthew, you're going to hit the brake and then another person's <laughs> going to steer. And then that's what it's like to me. It's like five people driving a car all at once and not perky jerky moving back and yeah, forth and yeah. crashing, you know, or going off a cliff. And it's got to be ballet on ice. <laughs> it's got to be ballet on ice with perfect drifting. Everyone's doing something different. Well, there you go. Yeah. If you're drifting, then we could just all work together on that. But, but no, it really is a, amazing. I, and earlier, before we started recording, talked about how you built your career brick by brick. And I want to talk about that a little bit because I think that's important. You have to, it seems to me that a couple things are going on with you. One is that you embarked on this journey. You had this, I think you were driven to do this, no matter what anyone said. You come out to LA and I think you built, obviously, you don't wind up on 60 different television shows unless you have a great reputation as someone who can deliver, who they can count on. You're not going to say, oh, I had a bad day. Can I come in tomorrow? Tell me about the building blocks of your career and what that's meant to you and how that's manifested itself in your career. That's a work in progress. We're still going, I mean, this is early in your career. This is going to go and for a very long decades into the future. So how do you look at that brick by brick building of your career? To me, it's a viewpoint that has helped keep me sane and motivated and moving forward because there's with the nonlinear nature of this business, there's so much, you have to celebrate all the victories. And we do have a tendency, particularly as when you move forward, to diminish some things. You know, it's like booking something on a really cool show, but this small, like maybe it's a co-star. Maybe the last four things you've done of guest star. It's natural for us to be like, oh, you know, I booked this thing and I shoot. I mean, it's a co-star, but it's like, stop. That's another brick in your wall right there. It's like you, you're, you're building this thing and like everything that you shoot, everything. That's another, like you're saying, that's another relationship you have now. That's another opportunity to get on set and deliver when minimal takes and not cost extra money, any type of amateur mistakes or, you know, nerves. And, you know, so you're showing up, doing your job as a professional, giving them what they want and need and, and, and getting yourself home. All of these things are celebratory. Even some of the auditions themselves, when they don't come through, are still celebratory. You know, I had one. Now it's all about self-tape, which <laughs> I, I created this hashtag self tapes are so much harder than just focusing on the work <laughs> because <laughs> you end up worrying about so much stuff. Like first off, you got to, you have to find somebody to help you. And that's different. You know, one of the things about this business and you know, your auditions at this time in this place, you prepare yourself, you do what you need to do. You get there, you walk in that room and you do your job. Now the first thing you got to do is find out, Oh, who's going to help me tape this thing. So that autonomy is gone. But, you know, we're doing this, the self-tape and one comes in for a potential series regular role on what sounded like an amazing show. I don't think I'm allowed to say it yet, but they haven't announced it. But uh, it'd be like a super spy kind of show. And I would have been this police captain who was series regular on, on, on the first season. That's kind of thing. I read the breakdown and immediately I was like, just send me on the wardrobe. What are we talking about here? Because it was like, they're like, we want you know, a very professional African-American man that's my age. They even said he's a lover of suits and wears tweed suits. I'm just like, that's me. <laughs> I'm just fanatic. I was like, just send me on, you know? Yeah. Um, and it went on and on. No audition necessary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just send my dimensions to wardrobe. We'll just start working on this thing. And not only that, one of the benefits, I complain about it, but one of the benefits of the self-tape is 
you really get to craft your audition and, and send in the takes. Let me just, for the listeners, you're saying self-tape, meaning you create your own audition tape. You need somebody, I'm sure, to help you with it. Yes. And then you send that in. And I, I would think during COVID, there was a lot more of that. It's exclusively that. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm wondering how much it's going to even go back to the old way at this point. Certainly for like the, only for the, for the larger roles, probably, because they still want to see you walk in that room. Like if I were a producer, I would still be like, ah, not loving self-tapes because... They're trying to figure out a lot of stuff, you know. They want to figure out how you feel like when you walk in that room. Part of it is, I'm sure they're trying to figure out, is this somebody I want to spend 14 hours a day with? Right. <laughs> that, that has to be a big part of it, too. Yeah. Because it's one thing if you're a, a major star and you, let's say, you have attitude. Well, you can kind of get away with that. But if yeah. you're, if there's a lot of people vying for a role and one person doesn't have a great rep and the other does, yeah. that could make all the difference right there. Yeah. Sometimes they know what they're looking for and they put together, you know, the, the list that people are going to call in, you know, and, and you walk in that room and immediately uh, decisions are starting to be made. Like as soon as you walk mm -hmm. in, you can you can tell if they're like, you know what, I was kind of <laughs> hoping he was taller, you know, or it's like, you know, he just doesn't feel right. Or sometimes and this is what you really want. Sometimes you walk in the room and you get the sense that everyone's like, oh, please be good. Please be good because yeah, so you're, you're, you're perfect so far. <laughs> like you so far, so good, man. <laughs> Don't blow it. And, and it's like, that's a, one of the things that I think if actors don't know it, they want you to do well. Even when the room is cold and everybody's really stoked, they still want you to do well. I mean, first off, they're human beings and sitting through bad acting is just awkward for everybody. Nobody ever wants to do that. It's like it's like listening to a bad stand-up comedian or bad music. It's like, it's a physically uncomfortable thing. So they want you to be good and they want to go home and they just, you know, it's like they want to move on, right? So they're rooting for you, whether they're showing you that or not. But, you know, once in a while you walk in that room and particularly if you're really walking in, you know, you're managing your energy, you know, you've left any sense of fear or anger or desperation, any, any of the stuff that you bring into the room, you leave it out. You can have people rooting for you before you open your mouth. I think that's a really good lesson for younger actors coming up that no matter what they may think, no matter what the stone cold look may be on the faces of the, of those on the other side of the, of the room may be, they're pulling for you. Yeah. And they've been there before. They could be actors who are now producers and you've done enough times, you know, that but there's others who may have to just you know some of the stuff you you have to live it and uh, I think that's most impressive. Tell us what you're working on now. What's coming up if you can? I mean, there might be some super secret script. I don't I don't know, but what's going on? And then where can we find you, Matthew Jones, amazing actor and friend? By the way, I have, full disclosure, yeah, you and I are, are, are friends. We go way back, but we haven't seen each other enough. But tell us what you're working on, what's coming up, and uh, where can we find you? The things that are coming up. So I mentioned uh, Yellowstone. Yes. They have not released that season yet. That will be later this year. And I think that goes week by week. Mm -hmm. I believe the penultimate episode of the season. So it's a little bit more okay. season. That's going to be a while. So I'm kind of anxious about that. That's going to be <laughs> cool. Um, I also just completed a smaller bit on a horror film called Manifest. It was uh, written and produced by uh, a friend of mine, actually, Leon Brown. It's a horror film, so that's going to be really cool. But, uh, you know, I don't I don't get to kill anybody, nor do I get killed. I'm just a friendly neighbor next door. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> and right now, uh, hopefully in the next week or so, I'll be back on Kimmel. 
Jimmy Kimmel Live. Before we wrap up, tell us about Kimmel. How do you wind up uh, getting that gig? And if you don't want to tell us, don't, because, you know, people are listening. But what is that like? What is a, is that a long day? Is that like you go in, you're there for half an hour, 10 minutes? I don't know. It's typically a shorter day. I'll answer your first question first. So Cecilia Pleva, she's the uh, casting director on that. And super, super cool woman, an excellent memory, you know. So I met her at a workshop years ago, like a lot of years ago. But at the time, I didn't really have a proper comedy reel. I'd done some sitcoms, but I didn't have a separate comedy reel, you know. So we all do our work, you know. We all do our best to uh, make her laugh at this workshop. And just so for the listeners who don't know the workshops, sometimes these organized groups of actors, uh, led oftentimes by another actor, will bring in a casting director who will talk about just their office, their viewpoint on the business, their pet peeves, you know, what actors should put in a little bit of a class. And then the actors will oftentimes get to at least perform either material that we brought in or material that sprung on us, which is my favorite, from the casting director. So she had these scenes and then we did the scenes Almost a year goes by between seeing her. And then I followed up later on. I was like, oh, here's my comedy reel. I finally have one. And uh, here's uh, some clips and stuff that's not on the reel. You know, emailed her and, and, you know, more silence. More months go by. And then one day you get this call. And it's really fast. It's like, hey, can you shoot this today? Can you be here at one o'clock? Yeah, oftentimes. Oftentimes. You think you're not out of town or something. (laughs) Yeah, no. And and, and they're very cool about it. You know, if you can't make it, it's it's, it's, all right, cool. Maybe next time. It's different with COVID because there's a whole, I won't bore you with the process now, but they're like pools of actors, you know, you test and you make sure you're safe and, you know, because they take it all very seriously as they should. But, you know, historically it was like, they call you that day and be like, hey, uh, we're doing the sketch. This idea came up. We want to do this. You know, sometimes you get like a, a day or two also. But when you start doing it and you show up and you do your job, you kind of get in a rotation, you know. So I'm thankful that once in a while my phone rings. That is so cool. And if you think about it, it makes sense because they could be in the writer's room and go, oh, let's do this sketch. And they're like, okay, we need to cast this. We just wrote it and we got to shoot it today or tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about speed dating. Yeah. I thought General Hospital was speed dating. It's like that's super speed dating. That's what you're gonna name this segment that we've done. You know, speed dating. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? A dating show or a, a podcast? What is this? Oh yeah. That's so cool, Matthew. I wasn't aware of that. I think most people listening are not aware of how that happens. And again, it's those relationships. It took a year for that to you know really come around, but it just shows. Stick with it. Don't give up. And you can't expect instant gratification from some of these meetings that you take or people that you meet, but down the road, they come back. So that's really cool. And where can we find you? Uh, uh, I'm sure you, your IMDB page must be, you know, several feet long. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's, to me, that's usually where I send people. I, I do have a actor Matthew Jones page on Facebook and I'm using my Instagram, Matthew Adam Jones really, really as an actor, but you go there, you know, as you know, you'll see a lot of, classic cars and a lot of modern sheet metal and a lot of suits, <laughs> you know, if, if I'm not suited. you have the coolest <laughs> interests and we're both huge car fanatic, oh, yeah. of course. <laughs> and we could do a, we could switch gears. Ha ha. Uh, no pun intended yeah, and talk about cars at some point. I would love to do that. You just love all the coolest stuff and I admire it. And you know, cars like, no, and Everybody knows me. I'm a massive car fan. Yeah, fanatic. that's how we, that's how we bonded at first. Yeah. It was really more about cars. And we're like, oh, acting, you know, yeah. all the analysis stuff. I'm an actor. But those cars. It's like, I think I've uh, seen this guy on really CNN, cool. but 
Let's talk about the Aston Martin DB5. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the new GT3, the new Porsche GT3. Oh my oh, god! I want the touring. Yeah, because of the the wing. I just can't. I'm not a wing and spoiler guy, and, and you know that that shape is so it's evolved so perfectly, exquisitely. So when they pop that wing on there, and it, and, and granted, it's innovative, not that it comes over with like the Swan style, and they get the extra downforce. That's right. I'm the guy, man. Maybe I'm a poser, but I'd, I'd be getting the touring. Well, the touring for those who are listening doesn't have the big giant wing on the back. It's the same engine, same powertrain, same brake. It's the same car. Same brilliant steering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just done. minus the giant wing on the back. Which <laughs> actually, I'm more of a wingman. If, if yeah. You will, yeah. But- <laughs> But uh, I really, I love that car in the shark blue. Yeah. But we're, we digress. We'll do another episode on cars. But anytime, this has been a blast. Chicago born and trained actor, Matthew Jones. I love it. You're the best. Everybody look for this guy. You've seen him because he's everywhere. Yeah, my favorite text in the world are ones that's like, hey, did I just. <laughs> Did I just see you on Marvels? Or, you know, did I just see you on Scandal? It's like, yes, you did. And by the way, isn't it the coolest when somebody does that organically? You didn't say, hey, I'm going to be on this tonight. Yeah. I kind of know you're everywhere when randomly, without you telling anyone, they're like, oh, I saw you on this or that. That's so cool. Uh, I love it. You know, and just a, a short humble brag before I go. So um, yes, I, I was at a restaurant with a friend of mine and – Ended up following up on that restaurant's Instagram page, right? You know, just like, oh, this is great because it's my favorite restaurant in the city. Somebody saw that post that was sitting right behind us and they bounced back to me. They're like, hey, we didn't want to bother you, but, you know, we're big fans. You know, we didn't want to mess with your dinner, but it was like, it was cool. Uh, You know, it's just like, and that doesn't happen a lot, you know, and they apologize. I was like, please, I'm at that point in my career where I, I need this kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're like, please like, keep it coming. Forward. <laughs> what is this restaurant? Where did they see it? It's a place called Vernetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right there on Larchmont. It's an Italian joint. My favorite place in the city. It's like uh, it's owned by a guy named Steve. He comes out to talk to the customers about the food, this and that. He brought me food when I back went out for, for like just dropped it off. They don't even deliver. How do you spell it? V E R N E T T I. Oh, just like a yeah, with a V, not an F. Vernetti. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Matthew, thank you for being on Comscore's Many Screens, Big Picture Podcast. I look forward to seeing you soon in person, my friend. Yes, sir. You will make that happen soon. And it's been a pleasure and a true honor. Thank you very much. Thank you.